Hello and welcome to Mindset Monday with your main man, Mitch. I'm just going to see, just wait a second here, see if anyone's jumping on. If you're jumping on, say hello. If you're watching the, the replay, hashtag team replay, let me know you're watching. Give me a like, give me a love, give me a what's up, give me a hey, give me a hey, you're going, give me a it's a Monday. And we're getting crazy. We get it's guys. It's the first week of the new financial year. The new basically, we've got another six months of 2021 to play with. Now, are we going to be the victims of coronavirus, or are we going to be the victor of coronavirus? Let me know. What what, what do you want to do here? So tonight is actually very special because it's gonna. This video is going to be placed into the the Facebook guide. Now, if you're watching here in the Facebook guide to pinpoint your purpose, this is going to be the first module. So this is the most important video module. This is basically, this is setting the foundation. This is setting the soil that is going to allow your tree to grow. And I don't think ferment is the right word, but grow and, and create the roots that dig down so that our tree can stand tall and survive windstorms and tornadoes. That's what a windstorm is and fires and blizzards and fucking tsunamis and everything. I think it was uh, Nietzsche who said that the tree with roots, for, in order for a tree to grow to heaven, its roots its roots must reach down to hell. In order for a tree to reach heaven, its roots must reach down to hell. Wow, that's crazy. So tonight is all about setting the, the foundations, the soil. Now I'm going to say it again. The broader the base, the higher the peak. If we want to build a massive fucking mountain, we need to have very, very strong foundations. Okay? So that's what's tonight's and the first video of this guide, of this pinpoint your purpose is all about. So what are your values? Before we get into values, we need to figure out and answer and ask the question, well, what is a perception? Now, if you've seen my stuff before, if you've done other stuff like John D. Martini or Mojo Master or you know, maybe Joe Dispenza might talk about this a little bit. But a perception is basically your perspective. Everyone has a unique and individual perspective of how they see the world. If you give a piece of paper and a pencil to 100 people and you tell them to draw the exact same object from the exact same spot in the exact same room, they're all going to draw it completely fucking differently, right? Some people are great artists. Some people were shit like me. That's fine. We all have different skill sets and unique strengths and weaknesses and talents and things that we're not so talented at. So before we get to what values are, we need to figure out, okay, we need to realize and it's, do you adopt and subscribe to the belief of, okay, everyone has a different perception of the world. Everyone was brought up differently. Everyone comes from a different place. We all have different societies, different cultures. We all grow up in different times. We're influenced by many, many different things. 
obviously there's a genetic factor and there's also a social factor. You know, it's that nature versus nurture thing. We're, we're all completely different and we all have a different perception of the world. It's We all see the world completely differently. Now, because we're all so different and so unique, our perceptions are so different and unique that we see things differently. Now, as we grow up, there are some things that we see more than others, and they are our highest values. You only see three things. You see things that are positive, that are good for you. You see things that are bad. And then the third thing is, well, you don't see them at all because they're irrelevant. Have you ever gone shopping with someone? You know, I'll go to the shops with my girlfriend and we'll be walking around Marion and I'll just look at, we'll, we'll get to the end. And I'll be like, oh my God, did you see all those books out on display? Like this new book came out and this, oh my God, did you see that was so cool? And she'd be like, what? There's a bookstore in there? Oh, did you, Mitch, did you see all the cushions and the blankets in that new cushion store? And I was like, they have a fucking cushion. Like, I don't care about that. So we notice, everyone notice, notices different things. We're all unique and we all have a unique set of values. They are they are individual and unique to us. It's like a thing, a fingerprint, right? Completely different. It's like our DNA. It's completely different. So as we're growing up, we notice things differently. Now, let's say I'm a little kid and I love books, right? It's my highest value, but I don't know it yet. I love books. Now, if I'm in class or something's happening and I perceive that I'm being challenged with my books, that I'm not learning, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough with books. I'm going to perceive, I'm going to get very emotional about it. And I'm going to remember that. Right. So as we're growing up and we, we, we have these things that we notice more of and we get challenged and criticized and maybe we perceive we're being blamed. We're not good enough. You know, as a child, you, it's very easy to, to think that everyone thinks I'm wrong. I'm the bad guy as a child, you know, because we don't have full set of consciousness. So the things that we notice most of, we also notice the challenge and the criticism of that as well. And I want you to imagine there's a flat piece of, so there's soil that we spoke about at the start. Now, in order for your tree to reach heaven, its roots need to reach down into hell. So as we're being challenged in our highest value, so me for books, I perceive there's a, I'm basically digging a hole because I'm like, fuck, um, well, I'm a piece of shit. I'm never going to be able to read. I'm never going to be able to learn. I'm, I'm horrible. You know, that teacher said this one thing. I can still have a vivid memory of when I was younger and I, I didn't want to accept a participation sticker in, in like primary school, in like year four. <laughs> I still remember it vividly. So we remember it the most. And I beat myself up so much about it that I started digging a hole and I was digging a hole and digging a hole and digging a hole. And that is what we call a void. Avoid. If you're taking notes, write that down. If you're not taking notes, grab a fucking pen and write it down. Because your highest values, you perceive you're being challenged at the most because you notice them the most, either positively or negatively. So that 
makes us beat ourselves up. We get emotional and we start digging ourselves a hole, which creates the void. Now, your voids create your values. And the bigger the void, the bigger the value. So really, when we're trying to figure out what your highest value is, we're trying to figure out what your biggest void is. Where do you have the biggest insecurity? Where do you have the most amount of pain? Where are you most sensitive? Right? What are your deepest, darkest memories, thoughts, experiences, perceptions? What, what are they? Because they are the secret to figuring out what your highest value is. Now, a quote that I absolutely love, and it's, uh, you know, I'm fluent in Latin, so let me share with you. It's in sterquilinus in venator, right? Which means in filth it is found where we least want to look is usually where we, what we most want to find. So our values and our purpose are found where we least want to look. Remember, your tree can't grow to heaven unless its, its roots reach all the way down into hell. We're trying to find where those fucking roots are. If we're not aware of the roots that are deeply all the way down, we won't be able to grow up and withstand all the challenge, the criticism, and the attention that's growing so high brings. You know, think of all the wind that fucking smacks you around, how vulnerable you are. You know, if you're the one tree that's higher than all the other trees, you're the one that's going to cop all this shit, aren't you? So I think a lot of the time we are scared to identify and become aware of our own unique set of skills and talents. So the title of this group is Get Out of Your Own Way. And that's exactly what figuring out your values, your purpose, and then fully owning them. That's getting out of your own way. So when I say get out of your own way, it means identify, become aware of your values and your purpose and fucking prioritize them. Because I know it sucks. For me, I, <laughs> every fucking day, I'm like, oh my God, I need to do more research. So my highest value is research. Oh my God. I should have remembered more. I should have done more. I should have prioritized it more. I should have like, I should have, should have, should have, should have. It's like fucking, I um, keep shooting on myself, right? Now, this is, my, this is my life. This is what I do. This is what I love. This is what I breathe. All I think about is how I can improve my mindset. And yet still, it's not perfect. Now, I want you to realize I'm not vaccinated from being human, nor is any other fucking human. So I want to get, I guess, a bit more intimate with you guys in this group and, and share with you that I'm not fucking perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. And if there are people out there who claim to be perfect and claim to have the fucking secret to, you know, eternal happiness, they're probably lying to you. Now, I don't say that to throw hate at them because that's just their marketing and they do help a lot of people. All right, Tony Robbins, he gets on stage and he gets people into a peak state, which is nothing wrong with that. But he gets people so fucking hyped up and happy and positive that they, you know, they feel good for a month and then they crash and burn. And what Tony Robbins is preaching 
has almost fucking killed him like three times. Like his, he had to finish one of his events in a wheelchair. He barely does his events now because he just can't handle it. And he's almost, he's almost fucking died from what he's teaching. Now, what I'm teaching you is going to help you live. <laughs> Ideally, that's, that's what I would prefer. And not just live a fucking six out of 10 life. This is a 10 out of 10 shit. Okay, so once we get that in our head, it's like, okay, I know what my values are. We're all completely unique. It's like a thumbprint and we all have a unique set of values. They're all, we all have a different way of explaining. Now, some of my highest values are research, writing and teaching. Someone else may have research, writing and teaching, but again, our perceptions are completely different. We're different people and we have different perspectives and different internal meanings of what research is what research is to me is different to what you think research is okay so get get it out of your fucking head that and this is getting out of your own way again it's like okay let me just fucking completely isolate and forget about everything that i've been taught and what i'm trying what i think my value should be because if you think your value should be something they're probably not your values or well, it's probably not your purpose. You need to get the fuck out of your own way. You need to realize, you need to face the fucking darkness. It's like that story, that myth, myth, great mythology tale, mythological tale where the, the hero goes into the dragon's lair and kills the dragon, then gets the gold. He's got to go into the dragon's lair. So I'm, I'm really, I want to fire you up here. I want to hype you up here to get the courage to ask the hard questions and just get in deep, face the darkness. Where are those roots that are reaching down into hell? I want to know where they are. I want to know what they are. I don't know why they're there. I want to know what the void is. What are the, what's the pain? What's the suffering? We've got to grab it by the balls and we've got to embrace it. Okay. So John D. Martini, I love him. And if you have ever listened to his podcast before, which I highly recommend. He basically says the same thing every fucking time, but I, I mean, I still listen to it. I love it. It's great. His definition of values are, your values are an intrinsic set of priorities from highest to lowest. They are things that, it, that you are spontaneously inspired from within to do. They are things that you do not need to be reminded of. So going back, we all have a different perception. We will have a unique perception of what our values are we are seeing things that are positive negative or some things that are relevant now the things that you notice the most are your highest values they are also the things that bring you the most pain insecurity suffering fear regret so a lot of the time when we're asking these questions it's like oh yeah well i like going to the gym but i fucking hate my body and Oh, I'm so insecure. I mean, that's probably it's probably high value. But a lot of the time we don't accept and acknowledge these these values because we just think, oh, well, it's nah, if there's bad to it, then that's probably not it. No, no, no. Your values are just as good as they are bad. The the bigger the void, the bigger the value. So they're the things you notice most. Now, if you notice them the most, 
you'll be spontaneously inspired from within to do. You do not need to be reminded. If I wake you up at 3 a.m., what's the first thing that's going to get you out of bed and get you going and fucking get you like some energy? I uh, was doing a podcast with Glenn a couple of years ago and he was talking about values for the first, like I was just hearing it for the first time about values. And he was like, You've, your highest value is something that if someone came and wake you up in the middle of the night, you would just love to do it. And he continued the story and he said, if Mitch, if I came to your house and I said, I wake you up and I said, hey, Mitch, let's go underwear shopping. Would you be excited? I was like, no, why the fuck would I? First of all, I want to go underwear shopping with you. And second, I don't need more underwear. You know, guys, they, they never need new underwear. They just, usually the wife has to throw the underwear out because I've got holes and shit in them. So why, why the fuck would we want to go underwear shopping? But it, if Glenn came and woke me up at 3am and he's like, hey, let's go and do a, a mindset course. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like I'm ready. I don't need sleep. So when I ask you these questions, we're trying to figure out what are the things that you don't need carrot and the stick motivation for? The things, do you ever look at someone and you're like, how the fuck have they achieved so much? Someone with the body. I used to look at people with these bodies. I'm like, how the fuck do they achieve these bodies? And then you do the, the research and you're like, okay, bit of genetics, a uh, bit of training, bit of diet. Um, you know, they get like all this stuff. And then you're like, okay, well, let's just pretend that we all have the same genetics. What are they doing that I'm not? Oh my God, they've been to the gym like every day for the last fucking 15 years. What the fuck? Who does that? Let me tell you, someone who does that is someone with a high value on their health. Okay, imagine, have you, I bet you've all heard the, the quote of if only did things when I wanted to, well, let's say it's for work. If I only worked when I wanted to work, I wouldn't have a business. Or if I only went to the gym when I, when I wanted to go to the gym, I would never go to the gym. <laughs> so it's a bit like that. So what we're trying to figure out your values by asking these questions, I'm going to ask you here in a second. And if you want the questions, just comment hashtag values and I'll send you the questions and the cheat sheet. What we're trying to figure out is the things that you you don't need to be, you don't need to put them in your calendar. You don't need to be fucking told to do them. You don't need to get a fucking goal sheet out and be like, oh, this week I'm going to do this. No, no, no. You don't need that shit because it's already in your head. You're already fucking thinking about it 24-7. Now, the thing is, even if you're not directly doing it, you're indirectly doing it by what you think is self-sabotage. Me, for example. I love research, mindset stuff, philosophy, human behavior, psychology, things like that. Now, when I'm, when I think I'm self-sabotaging or when I think I'm burnt out and I'm sitting on the couch and I'll watch like, you know, eight hours of TV and movies the whole time. Now, unconsciously, I'm actually downloading all of the, I'm researching because I'm thinking of the facial expressions and the words they're saying. And I'm looking at, okay, how did they film this? How many cameras did they do? How many takes did they do? Were the act, like I was just watching a TV show then and one of the actors had a bit of a cold and you could tell because they, they don't film things chronologically. 
And you could tell that this guy had a cold for like two scenes. And then the next scene, he was like completely fine. I was like, oh, they must have filmed that at a different time. And then this, and I was, my head was going fucking crazy. So when you think you're not doing your highest value, you actually, you probably are. Your highest value never fucking turns off. And the point of doing the values questions, well, there's many points to it. The, one of the main points is to figure out your highest value because your highest value is directly related to your purpose. And that's what we want to get to. Your perp- Once we figure out your purpose, that gives you like the one-line statement that keeps you going the whole time. So my purpose is think for yourself, be yourself. I can just fucking rapid fire that off the tongue. My, your congruency is your fluency. So a lot of the time people will do a course or they'll talk to me and I'll figure out that value or do my best to figure out the values with the information that I have at the time. Six months later, I'll be like, oh, what are your values? What's your purpose? And they'll go, oh, okay, let me check my folder. <laughs> and they'll go to check that. Mate, if you need to check your fucking folder to figure out what your values and what your purpose is, it, it ain't your fucking values. It ain't your fucking purpose. All right? So... When you first do these questions, it'll take a while for it to click because we're conditioned to, oh my God, coronavirus, we need to get the vaccine. We need to go into lockdown. We need to fucking, I need it. How many likes have I got on social media? Has Betty posted this? Oh, what what are we going to do with it? It's like, fucking shut up. Fucking who cares about that shit? So our minds are constantly going crazy and we need, oh, but if my highest value is not my kids, then my kids are going to hate me and I'm going to be the worst mother in the world. No, okay? So it takes a while to to get the fuck out of your own way because you need to figure out what that purpose is, what your values are. So I think I've ranted enough about values. I hope that's given you a clear overview. But basically, your values are so important because if you want to achieve, uh, I'm assuming anyone in this group wants to achieve and wants to be you know, successful or whatever they're doing. If you want to achieve something, you need, it's a fucking non-negotiable. You need consistency. You need to take action consistently. It's a small, seemingly insignificant things done consistently over a long period of time that bring the greatest results. There is no such thing as an overnight success. You need it. It's what you do behind the scenes that no one sees that creates the thing that, you know, people look at and people go, wow, they're so amazing. It's like, no, 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 motherfucker. It's the fucking years and years of practice and doing the reps behind the scenes that no one sees. I bet everyone's seen that social media thing that's a picture with the iceberg. It's like what people, what people see and what they don't see. And it's got like, you know, waking up early, researching, going to the gym, like all the things at the bottom of the iceberg. And then there's the top of the iceberg that's above the water that people see. So your values are just where you have the highest amount of tension, attention, retention, intention. They're the things that you're super fucking laser focused in. You're super inspired by them and they just compound. They just grow. You have the most long-term vision, the most creativity. It's the high part of the brain. So you're less, less impulsive and reactive. So they're fucking important. The questions that will govern the rest of your life. Where do you spend the most amount of present time? Present time. So what do you do where you're like, you're not thinking of anything else. 
you're completely in the moment, you're listening to everything, you're taking in all the information. What do you do where it's like that, where it's you have the most amount of present time? Because if you're, let's say you're doing something, a common question for your values is, where do you spend the most amount of time? Now, most people would say, oh, well, I spend the most amount of time at work, 40 hours a week at work. Now, yes, that's a lot of time and I'm sure work is a value, but where in your work are you actually present? Because I would say out of the 40 hours at work, fucking 95% of that is, you know, you're thinking of other shit and you're in a rush or you're trying to avoid pain or you're trying to seek pleasure in where, oh, if I get this done, then I'll be able to go out and finish this. So oh, if I, if I don't, if I don't do this, then my boss will get angry. <laughs> I need to do this so I can get to the end of the day. Or if I don't, do, if I don't do this, I'll get fired. There's probably one most fucking people run off, right? The pain and the pleasure. So we want to transcend the pain and the pleasure. to the high part of the brain where we open things up and we're more grounded and balanced and inspired, grateful, present, and wise. That's what we want to do. So it's like, where in that 40 hours of work, are you super focused and switched on? Now, if I had a nine to five job, it would be when I was doing presentations, when I'm doing one-on-one meetings with clients, when I'm you know, writing a review or an essay or something, it would be like that. For me, I would be least present if I was like, you know, in a fucking spreadsheet. I hate spreadsheets. Ugh. Right. So figure out where you spend the most amount of present time when you're with your family. Do you, do you feel the most present when you're all sitting at dinner, eating together, when you're cooking the food, when you're doing the house cleaning, when you're mowing the lawn, when you're kicking the footy with the kids, when you're playing video games, like there's so many things. So really break it down. Where do you spend the most amount of present time we're looking for the things that you're you have the wisdom you have the presence you're inspired you're grateful and you have love what are, you just love it Ooh. Woo. next question what activities do you do where you feel time goes faster i hope you're writing these down where do you feel time goes the fastest what activities what things are you doing for me I can, you know, I was just thinking like, I bet this live, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a quick live. I'm going to make it. I bet I've been going for like fucking 30 minutes already or something. I'm just like, oh my God, I feel like I just started. I have been talking the whole time. I haven't got all the information out. I'm <laughs> so, I feel like, so for me, it's, it's researching, writing and teaching. That's where time goes the fastest. That's where I feel the best. It's where I get the most energy. It's where I have the best attention, retention, intention. You fucking ask me to do anything that's outside of research, writing and teaching, I'll be fucking horrible at it. Ask my girlfriend. She, it's good and bad. (laughs) On the flip side, if she wants me to do something, she just needs to link it to my research, writing or my teaching. And I'll be like, oh, I'll be there right away. Number three, what inspires you the most? So I define the term inspiration as fuck yeah and oh fuck. So it's exciting and it's scary. So where do you have the most inspiration? We get goosebumps, tingles. You're 
yeah, that's amazing. Like, oh my God. I know you probably, you guys are probably over how much I just like orgasm over books, but like, seriously, every time I pick up a book, I'm just like in awe. I'm transfixed on it. I'm mesmerized by it. It's just like the most beautiful thing in the world. Like this book that I have the privilege of reading, like it's fucking insane. And I just think as I'm reading, I'm thinking about how he first did a, Carl Jung first did a lecture on it and then he was transcribed and then he typed it up again and they had those fucking dodgy typewriters. And it's like, how long did he take writing that? How much research did he do? And I was like, like, I just think about everything. And I'm just like, this is amazing. But someone else who doesn't give a fuck about books will pick up the, not even notice the book. Oh, whatever, it's a book. I'm just like, oh, dude, you don't understand. So what inspires, you see that? Your fluency is your congruency. If you can talk about something and you just love talking about it, you're probably inspired by it. So what inspires you the most? Don't overthink it. Just fucking write it down. What makes you go, oh, fuck, but fuck yeah. That's what we're looking for. Number four, what is your favorite room in the house? or your workplace, or any other place? What's your favorite room? Now, if you had to ask me, my favorite room out of all the rooms I've been in, uh, the library. (laughs) I love going to the library. I just like, whoa, this is crazy. There's so many books. And also my office. I love my office because I'm just like, this is so cool. And uh, I'm constantly thinking and adjusting, okay, how can I make this more beautiful? How can I how can I make this inspire me more? And I'm like looking at this list of all these books I want to get. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to put them in my bookshelf. And you can see it clearly. So for you, what's your favorite room in the house? Like what room inspires you the most in the house or workplace? And where do you have the most out of present time in that room? Because that's probably linked to your values, you know, office research. You know, not even research, research, writing and teaching. I do all of that in this office. I'm like, fucking hell, like this is crazy. The second, my second favorite room in the house is the lounge because we got a big TV and I'm just like, oh my God, I fucking love watching TV because I'm constantly researching and you can see the big face of people. Wow, it's amazing. So what, think about it. What rooms really inspire you? Okay, now for B, in that room, what, what is there? What's around you? What do you see? Now, for me, in the office, I've got a computer. I've got speakers. I've got, you know, my mission, my relationship stuff, a book, this other writing thing that I'm doing. I've got fucking text written up here. I've got a poster up there. I've got a calendar with all my things that I'm doing. I've got a whiteboard. I've got a bookshelf with all the courses that I've done and the books that I'm reading, I've read. So it's pretty obvious. Okay, this dude likes books. This dude likes writing. This dude has a whiteboard and he's got a webcam. This fucking weird setup with a light. He probably likes teaching or doing something too, right? Pretty easy. So what's that favorite room? And then in that room, what do you see around you? And what is it for? What's the value for? Because think of your value. You're trying to, like I said before, it's a void. So it's like a hole that you've dug from your childhood because you've been fucking traumatized because you've been challenged at this thing this one think about it this one thing as a child that you think is so amazing to you and you just fucking love it so much and then an adult comes around smacks you in the face and takes it off you and goes you're shit that's basically what's happened 
Now, as adults, we're trying to fill that hole back in and be fulfilled. That is where fulfillment comes from, is filling our voids, mostly from childhood or, you know, the past. So what our values are doing, they're adding value to us. They're adding value to our self-worth, self-belief, self-love, self-respect. That's what they're doing. That's why they're called values. They add value to us and to the economy as well. Because if we prioritize our values, we add value to the economy. You're listening to this. I'm adding value to you, hopefully. And then you go off and you're in the economy. You have a job and now I have like a butterfly effect. It's like fucking amazing. You prioritize yourself. You give value to yourself. You give value to others. Then those other people give you value back and then you have more self-worth. Wow, this is crazy. I'm going to try this. It's like a little game. So in that room with what you see around you, there's a, a label, a subject, a category that gives you value. What is that? If you had to label that, whatever it is, whether it be achievement, personal growth, self-development, learning, research, reading, fitness. It might be your kids. It might be your work. Like if you're thinking, oh my, well, my favorite room is like my office at work. I fucking love that. Like, ooh, I hate to say it to my kid, uh, to my kids, my family, but I just love being at work because I love what I do. Huh. You find that room valuable. You find whatever you're doing in that office at work that brings you value and that's filling the void. It gives you fulfillment. Number five, what are the things that you never, I'm talking like you fucking never need to be reminded of? For me, I don't need to be reminded to research. I don't, <laughs> I know some of you people love people watching too. I never need to be reminded to people watch. <laughs> Anywhere I go in public, <laughs> no one needs to remind you. Oh, hey, by the way, Mitch, you might want to like look at all those people and try and figure out what their values are, what their patterns are, what their emotional state is, what their baseline is, what they're like, you know, why they're there, what they're doing, who the, if are they meeting someone? Are they with Mitch, you need like maybe you should do that. No, you don't need to remind me to look at human behavior. <laughs> what are the things that you don't need to be reminded of do you need to be reminded to take your kids to appointments do you need to be reminded to go to work do you need to be reminded to go to the gym do you need to be reminded to eat healthy do you need to be reminded to sign up to courses do you need to be reminded to watch facebook videos from me if you're watching this you probably have a high value on learning growth personal development something like that because you don't need to be reminded oh Oh, fuck. Mitch has a new video. Oh, I need to watch it. Oh, come on. You can do it. Just click on the group and just watch it. Oh, it'll be over quick. Hopefully, you're not doing that. <laughs> Number six. What things give you the most energy? What gives you the most energy? Now, your highest values, even though they might technically be costing you energy, what things give you the most amount of energy? For example, I went to the gym this afternoon 
and I I haven't been training super hard probably in the last year or two years because I kind of hurt my back and then I got into golf and then I lost a bunch of weight because I wanted to be like skinny, flexible golfer and then I stopped playing golf and then I kind of was like, yeah, whatever, this isn't for me. I, I'd rather just like read books all day. I don't want to like tie myself out. But I actually went to the gym this afternoon. My folly, my folly, my body is feeling fucking amazing right now. I've been stretching. I've been meditating. I've been doing yoga. Well, I haven't been doing that much yoga, to be honest. But ages ago, I did when I was in pain. Anyway, I went to the gym and I fucking like, I had, I was like grunting. Like, ah, ah, yeah, yes. Ah, ah. And I ripped my shelf. Oh, yeah. Now that that took a lot of energy, but now I feel fucking energized because I'm like, yes, I like I achieved something. I'm fulfilled. I'm moving closer to my goal. Like I have more energy. I have more energy when I fucking almost kill. I was on the floor after I did a set of push-ups. My heart was beat. My eyes closed. I was fucking panting. I was other people in the gym probably thought I was dying. They're probably going to send medical attention towards me. But, I mean, there's no one that actually goes to my gym anyway. So I probably would have died. But I was lying there on the floor fucking dying. And now I just have so much energy. Yes. Because it's a higher value. It's a high value to me to move and feel good because I know my body is a direct reflection of my mind and my research is to empower my mind. So technically my body is research. It's kind of cool, isn't it? So what things give you the most amount of energy? I know when I, when I play, oh, this, when I, I was going to say when I play with kids, I'm like, Mitch, that doesn't sound uh, appropriate. Uh, when I'm hanging out with my girlfriend's children, we're hanging out. After about oh, one, two hours of like playing Lego and, you know, playing animals and, you know, bouncing on the trampoline, it's kind of like, uh, okay, I'm a bit over this. So kids aren't top three values. Oh my God, Mitch is a fucking asshole. He doesn't have kids in his top three values, but they're just not. It's, you know, I like having fun and playing around, but after all, I'm like, yeah, man, I just want to kind of chill out. Like my voice, usually my voice, uh, I lose my voice because I'm yelling and screaming so much. Uh, I bet the neighbors love me. And that means that after about two hours, it's it starts draining a bit of energy. So I have to like, oh, no, okay. But if kids were my highest value, I could do that all day. All day. No rest, no sleep, no food, no water, nothing. I just fucking all day because it's like my highest value. It gives me lots of energy. What things do you do? where you, you don't have sleep, you don't have food, maybe you're feeling lonely, but you just do it anyway and it gives you lots of energy. I know if I'm you know, really depleted, I don't have a lot of energy, I'll have a shower. I'll have like a, an, an hour-long shower. And to me, I'm thinking, I'm reflecting, and I'm like researching on what's going on in my head. And that gives me tons of energy. Like there's nothing else, maybe a bath or a long walk that would give me, like what gives you the most amount of energy, okay? 
Number seven, what do you see most clearly in your future vision? Okay, what do you see most clearly in your future vision? Bang, go. What came up? What did you see? I see a Ferrari. I see a big house on the beach. I see, you know, me on Zoom in a fucking sick office with tons of books behind me and I'm talking to Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, Russell Brand, Martini. I'm talking to all these guys, Joe Dispenza. I'm just talking to all these guys and I'm, I'm, I'm being interviewed and I'm interviewing them and it's like, Tons of people are watching it and seeing it. And I've, I've got a book and I'm like, there's tons of things. Well, for me, but when I first started, it was like, oh, I could only see a Ferrari or I could only see a business. But then you have to kind of tweak it and mold it and adjust it and refine it. And it's all about just starting shit with your vision. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. We're going to talk about in that in two weeks, I think, the vision. But at the moment, what do you see most clearly in your vision? Someone with a high value on their kids is going to see the future and their kids are all grown up and they've you know, raised these amazing kids. Someone with a high value on their career, they're going to see into the future and they're going to be seeing them as you know, upper level management or the CEO or you know, owning the building or you know, something like that. Some with a high value on their health, they're going to see into the future and they're going to be like in the gym, still lifting weights. They're going to have this sick body still. Someone with a high value on research like me, just, I was just talking about it. I'm going to have a, you know, my own books and I'm going to be touring and I'm going to be doing interviews with people about my research. I'm on the stage talking to people. So what do you see most clearly in your vision? What do you see? Number nine, uh, number eight, sorry. What are the top three apps on your phone used for? Now, on your phone, you can actually go, if you have an iPhone, you can probably be able to do it on Android somehow. But on an iPhone, go into your screen time, just scroll down at the top and type in screen time and then click that. And it's going to give you, like, I'm just going to give you mine. So as, as I'm reading mine out, you do yours. Screen time. Now, I actually, <laughs> funny, funny story. Not really. It's a cool story, bro. I realized I was u- using YouTube so fucking much on my phone because at uh, at night, I would just watch chess videos and just random videos on YouTube and I was taking up so much time. So I deleted YouTube. So now <laughs> I still use YouTube, but I go to the Safari and then type in youtube.com on the Safari like web browser. So once you're in screen time in here, you click see all activity and then it's going to show you what your most used apps are. Oh, it actually still shows me that I'm watching YouTube uh, from Safari. Uh, So yesterday I watched one hour, 54 minutes on YouTube. (laughs) Um, 25 minutes on Facebook, 16 minutes on chess, nine minutes on Instagram eight minutes in messages and you just look through and you can go, you change the weeks. So I'm going to change the week here. So last week's average for me, I spent three hours, 37 minutes on my phone. 10 hours of that was in Safari. Three hours was in messages. And then one hour, 27 minutes was in the chess app. And then very close behind that was my notes. So on my phone, I use, uh, I use my, 
Uh, you won't be able to see that. I use my notes. It's like in one of the main apps and it's like my journal. I'll get, whenever I get a thought, I just open my notes and I'll put it down because that helps me research. I get an idea. I get a learning. I get a something I need to dive deep into. Like I've got tons and tons and tons of notes because I love research. So your app that you use most, it's 100% directly related to your highest value. Go in there, figure out, okay, what's my highest value? Well, first of all, how much fucking time am I spending on my phone today? Because if it's like more than six hours, um, <laughs> you might want to figure out a different strategy. But I mean, that's cool. Um, messages, I'm talking to my girlfriend. Safari, I'm same thing. I'm looking up research. I'm watching YouTube on research, tons of things. So what are the top three apps that you use? And then what are they for? Are they for your kids? Are they for work? Are they for health? What are they for? Last and final question. When you find yourself in a group of people, what do you talk about? What do you initiate the conversation about? What do you bring up? What are you like eager to talk about? If you're catching up with a friend that you haven't seen in a while, what's like the first thing you're going to tell them? Oh, Lucy, my kids, they're doing great. They ju- I just got the midterm report and they're doing this, 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 this. Right? My nana, I got uh, lunch with her the other week and she was talking about uh, her family. She was talking about her, one of like my uncle and my cousin and was talking about the school reports and was like, oh, they're amazing, blah, blah, blah. Like this, 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 this. And then she was talking about her art and her, her book club and like all the things she's doing. And I'm like, okay, my Nana has a high value on family and on, you know, art and stuff. And it's pretty cool because you can actually help, you can figure out other people's values. But we're trying to figure out your values. So what do you talk about the most? What conversations do you bring up? If you don't know, go into your messages and, tr- and just see the patterns and see what questions you ask people. Remember, a question is a quest to find the eye on in our highest values we are most curious so we ask the most questions for our highest values if someone doesn't have a high value on their relationship they will be less curious about their relationship someone with a high value on their relationship they're going to go around to all these other people and they say oh how's your relationship going what that's really cool how did you overcome that oh what's going on with that how did you do that? What book is, have you read? What's this? And they're just curious and they just have this insatiable hunger to learn more about their highest values. So that's it. They're the nine questions. Now, hopefully you've, you've written some, some stuff down. Now, probably should have said at the start, uh, just keep it to three answers. May have, have missed that. Uh, hopefully you didn't write down like fucking 20 things for each one. doesn't really matter. What I want you to do now is get a highlighter, get a pencil, get something and select the top three things that are most common. Now, you know, you're going to keep the list. So don't be like, oh my God, if I only pick three, then I'll never know. I'm, I'm basically saying that none of these other things are important. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Just select the three most common answers. They are your top three. Now, I want you to ask yourself very quickly, what's, the, what's my highest value? And just write it. I keep burping. I had, weight, I had like a kilo of rice before. 
ask yourself, what is my highest value? Bang, go. And then just fucking select it and write it down as, as you know, the top of the piece of paper. Okay, what's my second highest value? What's more of a value? This, number two, or number three, number three, and number two. Oh, number three, actually. Okay, now I'm going to write that, the second thing. And then the third thing. And then once you have that list, if it doesn't look 100% right, you might need to change the order or you might need to change the labels. And that's a whole other fucking topic. I feel like I've been going for like an hour. Let me check in, see if anyone's joined me. And we'll see. Oh, how you going? Got some loves there. I don't actually have any loves. I don't think anyone's watching. But you're all going to be watching the replay because you're going to tell me, aren't you? Um, how long has this been going for, Mitch? Holy fucking. See what I mean, guys? This has been going for 48 minutes. I thought this was going to be like 20 minutes. <laughs> so see how time goes faster in your highest values and you have the most energy. So once you have your top three, you're just going to need to read it, refine it, tweak it, adjust it until you get the label that just, it sits right. Now, a lot of people overthink and they're like, oh, no, nah, yeah, that might be it. But what if it, if if you just have a label and it looks good and it in, inspires you, okay, cool, just leave it. And one of two things, you can book in another time to revisit all the questions or you can keep going, like go, just keep going, whatever, go towards your goals. And then if something happens, if something comes up and you're not, you feel a bit weird, then you can go back and adjust it. I prefer, you know, do it, booking a time every week to go back over it until you're fucking super clear on what your top three values are. Now I can talk more about how to come up with the right labels. If you want, if you have any questions on values, let me know what they are and I'll make sure I come back and I'll revisit and I'll answer any of your questions about values. In the future, I'm going to do, so in six weeks time, we're going to fucking smash out six weeks, just push out a bunch of content. I'm going to refine, I'm going to reflect on all these videos and then I'm going to do them all again with proper like a fucking presentation and shit. It's going to be really cool. And then hopefully I'll be able to condense it down into less than uh, 50 minutes for you. <laughs> We've only talking spoken about the first bit of values. So that's with the values. Now, the purpose, like I said before, your purpose is your highest value. They're, they're inextricably linked, your purpose and your highest value. So all you're doing with your purpose is figuring out, okay, well, what's my highest value? Once you're clear on your highest value, that's your purpose. Now, if you're not sure what your values are, then you can ask yourself about your purpose because any of your values is always going to lead back to your highest purpose. Example, I'm teaching right now. Oh, Mitch, why are you teaching? Because um, I want to inspire people. Oh, Mitch, why? So that's a question we're asking here. Why? Your purpose is your why, your reason, your telos, the end insight from Mr. Aristotle, my old mate. Why do you want to inspire people? Uh, well, I'm just sick of people like, you know, being so influenced by society. I want to teach them how to like, you know, think for themselves. Oh, Mitch, why do you want people to think for themselves? Oh, think for themselves. I really like that. Uh, I just want them to be themselves. I want them to get out of their own way. Oh, Mitch, so is your purpose. Think for yourself 
and be yourself. You're teaching people how to how to think for themselves and how to be themselves. Is that what your purpose is? And I'm like, oh my God, yes, that's my purpose. How did you know that? So if you want to figure out your purpose, there's two ways. You can get clear on your values. What's what's my highest value? You know, and you ask yourself, is that the right label for your values? And you can change that. So let's say for me, my top value used to be called mindset and then it was thinking and now it's research. They're all pretty similar. Mindset, I mean, I'm researching out mindset, so it's mindset. And I think about it. Like I just love thinking. So really thinking. But when I hit research, I'm like, fuck, that's it. I'm just researching constantly. So you just got to keep tweaking, refine it. Why? What do I do? What are the other things I do for that value? Just keep asking a bunch of questions, doing the work. And the second way to figure out your purpose is to just keep asking why. You can get to the end of the day. Oh, what did I do today that I loved the most? Oh, I loved hanging out with my mates. Why? Why did you love hanging out with your mates? Oh, because that's what it's about. It's about having fun. Oh, why do you want to have fun? Oh, because, you know, life, some people take life so seriously. Oh, okay. So is your purpose have fun and don't take life so serious? And you go, wow, fuck, yeah, of course. That's what it's about. And it'll just click. So you just there's no way around it. There's no shortcuts. It's ask yourself, the, I mean, the shortcut is, you know, invest in yourself and get some premium one-on-one coaching and then just get the fucking accountable, challenging questions straight to your face from Mitch Ping. So if you want to do that, yeah, let me know. If not, and you don't want to, you know, go hard and fully invest in yourself, then yeah, ask you, you just got to ask yourself the questions. And like I said before, the, in the filth, it is found. What you most want to find is where you least want to look. It's where you least want to look. So just ask yourself the hard questions and figure out, okay, why am I actually doing this? What's my purpose? What's, what are my highest values? What are the things I never need to be reminded for? What are the things that give you the most amount of energy? Because that's where you're going to be most unique and authentic to you. That's where you're going to be the strongest and most flexible and adaptable and resilient. And you're going to have the most attention, retention, and strongest intentions. Your intentions and your actions are going to match in your highest values and your purpose. And once you figure out your purpose, your purpose is that short, snappy statement, the why, and it just fires you up. It gives you, it's an instant, instant inspiration. Most people use instant gratification. Your purpose is instant inspiration. And from your purpose, you can then create your mission and your vision. Actually, mission, vision, I said was in two weeks. Actually, it's going to be next week. So next week is going to be all about your mission and your vision and what that is all about. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback about your values, about your purpose, please let me know. And I hope you have enjoyed the very first guide to pinpoint your purpose. And yeah, let me know how how you went. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for watching, everyone. I'll see you next time.